Welcome to the One Thing Global Leadership Summit podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel Lim, your host. Today we'll be examining the importance of modeling in the process of multiplying leaders. Thank you for staying tuned uh, the One Thing Global Leadership Summit podcast and uh, today we will be spending some time around this concept called modeling in our quest to see the value that we hold dear be multiplied with to some of the dearest team members on our team because we believe that as a team that are cohesive in core value will enable the team to actually stay strong together and, and steward the ministry or the movement in the similar direction in a very strong way. So why is modeling so important then? Actually, on a daily basis, we have been influenced by this concept of modeling uh, without us being consciously processing that it's actually modeling at work. For example, we watch a certain um, uh, celebrity uh, making statement or doing a certain act and then we emulate them. Or we watch some authoritative figure in our life, for example, our parents, our grandparents, they will do some certain things and then we emulate them or we desi subconsciously desire to be able to lift up to that way of living. Or uh, even we... Uh, react against some of those things or we become antagonistic against some of these things we're still influenced by the way somebody else live their life or do certain thing or say certain thing how uh, a lot of time we observe that uh, a, in a uh, discipling uh, relationship or even in a parental relationship we see that the way the father and the or the child walk, they walk in the same style without consciously knowing they're walking in the same style. Or they dress in some uh, similar fashion without knowing they're dressing in a similar fashion. It's not because the older person insists that happened to the younger person. They just live together in the same environment for so long. Um, and even in preaching and teaching, we will watch that the stylistic uh, approach of one generation of preacher to the other sometimes is the same, or the praying style, the worship style. Now, obviously, after some time, uh, people can break out in the new stylistic expression, but uh, this issue of us catching on to what other people do and say and the style uh, is a very real phenomenon. So, and especially in today's context where the millennial and the Generation Z is looking for authentic leader. They are looking for people who are real because they are spending time online with a lot of people that are not so real. So they are in the real world, they really appreciate people who are real, who are really authentic. Those are rare gem for them. So uh, Blair Phillips joins me today from the One Thing Global Leadership Summit and he has been the manager of our facilitating team for a couple of years now. Blair, um, I would like you to join me in this dialogue of telling me how important is uh, this concept of authenticity in leadership today mm -hmm. for your generation. For our generation, I think, I think you said it very well that we are one of the first generations that have grown up uh, at a young age having so much interaction with the online world, with others, other human beings through the online world. 
And and the hours you consume media. Correct. So through that, we have a lack of actually knowing how to relate to people in person in an authentic way, because we have been given a platform at an early age to steward. And that pro platform around individuals, millions and billions of individuals, to project an image that might not be real. Correct. And because you know, most youngsters, ten-year-olds, twelve, we'll say a fifteen-year-old growing up. Um, in the last six thousand years of human society, might have a, a circular sphere of people of a hundred people around them, or maybe maybe hundred will be a lot, probably about fifty. And so now, I don't know what the average statistic is, but I would say that most fifteen-year-olds probably have five to eight hundred friends on Facebook and what, their Instagram or their Twitter, or whatever social media, their YouTube, and so they are having to steward their image. Whether they know it or not, and that causes an idea of this authenticity to um, to who we are because of our, our culture. Mm. And so, how to actually sit across the table from somebody and relate to them in an authentic way is very difficult because you're only used to doing it to 800 people instead of to five people. Mm. And so, I think the the need for authentic leadership is is very very key for our generation. So um, obviously, I'm not equating authenticity as total transparency and total vulnerability because I personally, from my experience, that's disaster. Mm -hmm. Total transparency and total vulnerability is total disaster. And let me qualify. Some of you are already mad listening to this. No, you shouldn't be mad. The reason is because information sequencing is very important and uh, indiscreet dissemination of information can hurt people. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and people need to have the grace to receive, uh, interact with the right uh, information that will be helpful to their life. And so I would say that, uh, you know, uh, we need to, in all things, instead of claiming to be fully vulnerable and fully transparent, we are claiming to ask the Lord to help us prevail in love. And love involves the ability to uh, steward and uh, be authentic. Like, for example, you can disagree and say, hey, no, I disagree with you. Or you can say, no, I can't reveal this information to you. And you're upfront with it, and that's been authentic. And you say, no, I disagree. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And so that's been authentic. And, and There's even things that Jesus, and the way he said things, that, that it was clear that he was going to reveal more later, mm -hmm. or that he wasn't able to reveal it then. Or being authentic is basically, you could be sincerely wrong. Somebody could be doing something consistently for a long time based on a set of premise or conviction that is sincerely in error. Mm. And that person is actually authentic about it. And, uh, you know, and, and so authenticity is very important. Mm. And I think that it, it creates safety. But total transparency might not create safety. The reason is because if you share everything to your friend and your friend has the policy of total transparency, you have a nightmare. Yes. Because you might not be sharing a lot with your friends because your friends has a total transparency policy. That means the friends are going to blah, blah, blah all your information to everybody indiscreetly. Correct. That is disaster in making. Trust is actually built around being able to steward information. Yes. Why do I spend the first one or two minutes uh, just talking about authenticity? Because modeling builds around that. Mm. Modeling effectively builds around two keywords. 
authenticity and consistency. Mm. Now we cannot effectively model to uh, our uh, our team member or the next generation if we don't do it repeatedly in a consistent way because people could say that's a one-off. Wow, he did that, but I've never seen him or her done it again. Or Maybe before. it's a one-off, like, you know, like it cannot be repeated. And if you're not doing it consistently, people do not equate that to be part of who you are and something you value. For example, you say, hey, my our priority, our team priority is this. We're showing up 6 a.m. in the morning. That's our team priority to pray. Or early morning prayer is our team priority. Or we're doing night watch as our team priority. And then the leader show up the first meeting and never show up again at 6 a.m. or night watch. And then you say, I'm going to model. Yeah, I did it once, but you never repeated it, repeated it again. And you never actually uh, do it consistently. One of the reasons why the International House of Prayer has been sustained by the grace of God for 20 years is because our founder, Mike Bickle, is a, has lived out his uh, core value in a very consistent way. Very consistent way. He has not cut corners. And every young and old person know which chair he will be sitting on in the prayer room and which day at what time. His sacred trust is actually predictable because you know exactly where to find him because he will be praying right there. And because of that, all our leaders on the base know that it's not just a value that we write on the board, on the wall as a slogan. It's one of the strongest values of Mike's life. And he is multiplying that and challenging it without saying a single word to all of us. Yep. By sitting in that chair and not traveling out of prayer room and praying, he is shouting his message through his life to young and old leaders. Are you not impacted by that, watching very, him doing that? Very impacted. And especially because I had the opportunity to, to come here when I was very young, when I was as young as eight years old. And he was in the same chair. Yes. <laughs> Maybe the chair is broken. And, and if you do it, the math that he has been doing that since 1979 as a man who prays several times a day, and since IHOP started 20 years ago, he's been doing that, then you realize if the man of God in the 20s can still be praying in his 60s, Maybe I can do that too. Maybe I can do that too. In the grace of God. So yeah. it's inspiring. Very inspiring. And at the same time, it, it translates something more mystical and something more uh, challenging to something doable because a human, a fellow human being did it. It's not just uh, prayer. It's an area of giving, evangelism, discipleship, a simple lifestyle, holiness unto the Lord. As many as you can name it, living it out, by another fellow human being, create an unspoken challenge that sometimes is more powerful than the sermons they can give you, yep. and the books they can publish, and the movie they can make. You know, all those are impactful. We watch a movie, we're impacted. Sometimes we have tears, but we know those are not real. Yeah. It doesn't produce. We can repeat the message of the movie, but sometimes we don't say we can live like that person in the movie because it's not real. Correct. So, modeling. I know that you are also discipling other young leaders in our midst, or you're working together with other young leaders in our, mm -hmm. our midst. Tell me from your perspective, from a peer-to-peer -peer level, mm -hmm. uh, how does modeling work if it's not from an authoritative data figure? Well, I think the, the modeling is measured by 
the overall, I'm going to add a sixth M in here, is the actual mission, the actual goal. And so when both I see, you know, I did four years of university here. So within the, my class, both those and myself who uh, actually modeled the values of our class that we were, if we were in a life of prayer class, that we were actually doing the assignments as far as the lifestyle of prayer. If we were actually showing up to class together, if we were actually taking care of one another and giving ear and valuing and et cetera, I think I saw in my peers the, the modeling aspect of leaders emerge over those four years by those who are most consistent, but also those who are noble, those who are approachable, um, those who actually had a genuine uh, compassion, empathy, and kindness about them. And so uh, I began to really appreciate them as just friends and companions. And even a few of them, I was just at, at one gentleman's wedding yesterday who well, all four years of school, we, we didn't have much opportunity to relate because we were in different spheres of the school. I was ministry, he was music, but we had a mutual value and respect for each other our entire four years. And even today, six years later, just because we saw each other have the same consistency in our spheres of the, of the school. And so I think the modeling uh, is, is very impactful from peer to peer and very encouraging because it's, again, if he's showing up, I'm showing up. So well said, Vlad, um, that the, the way that uh, the young leaders are just running together, mutually stirring one another, modeling for one another. You're not claiming to say, come look at me. I have some good value and stuff here. Copy me. But you're just leaving it, but you're mutually stirring one another Correct. by your consistency Correct. without even saying, hey, I have something to offer you. Come imitate me as I imitate Christ. You're not trying to sell that at all. You're just trying to live it. But by living it, you are you are just inspiring other people yes. in the process. Because in this situation, I mean, Mike is encouraging because he's always there. But sometimes you know he's always going to be there. And mm -hmm. so when your friend who uh, you're doing school with or your classmate and, and mm -hmm. they are doing it also, that is some days you need the mics and sometimes you need the peers who are doing it with you. Now that leads me to the next one, which is people who are younger than us. Mm -hmm. Like for example, if you see a 10 year old doing it, yeah. is that- That's just as convicting. <laughs> no, that is sometimes even more convicting. Yeah. It's one thing that Mike Pickle is doing it, but when you see a 10 year old doing yeah. it, it's like, well, I better, I better rise up. You know, yeah. if the 10 year old can do it, mm -hmm. you know, and so, um, I think it's very important for us to know that uh, modeling uh, with consistency and authenticity are very key. However, there's another challenge. Maybe you can uh, weigh in or contribute your thought in this. That is, uh, you know, I find that over the years, uh, there's season change. When season change, your predominant activity and the way that you live and express your life uh, especially major season change changes entirely. And so when it changes, uh, sometimes people who uh, encounter you in certain phase of your life, uh, they know you and they see you in a different way than the previous season. Mm -hmm. For example, let's say if you uh, spend about 10 years in full-time intercessory missionary in a prayer room, and then God released you to the marketplace mm -hmm. for another 10 years of your life. I'm not prophesying here, I'm just saying hypothetically. Yep. So the first 10 years you were praying 24 hours a week and everybody knows you are the one who prayed 24 hours a week and you're there in the prayer rooms, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 6 a.m. And, 
and everybody knows that and then uh, you got sent to the marketplace and now you because of a 50 hour week professional uh, business career you pray about four hours a week now four hours a week is very heroic in the prayer room for someone who have a professional uh, uh, career in the marketplace uh, who's making impact in the kingdom in the marketplace but you're no longer doing 24 hours a week so it's not comparable mm -hmm. so it looks like uh, things are different but then but you're modeling for a marketplace person they still do four hours a week still doable it's just like a staying home mom or a mom with three little kids doing four hours a week of the prayer room is heroic mm -hmm. but when the mom was single and she might be doing 24 hours a week at that point in time she was modeling for a single person with a certain freedom and time to focus at certain hours to do the prayer room whereas a marketplace leader and a mom with young kids are modeling in a different context yeah. but same individuals season have changed uh, have you observed that kind of changes mm -hmm. and uh, how do you actually uh, uh, connect that with uh, messaging because so, it looks different now without explaining sometimes people um, they don't connect dots Daniel very good question I when you started this off with the modeling, we highlighted two things, both the consistency, but also the being authentic. And so I think this is where the being authentic comes into play because in the being authentic, you're actually known. And uh, you're being authentic about who you are and the, the mission and the value that the Lord has given you. And so the mission and the call that the Lord has given you and the values don't change whether you're in full-time ministry or full-time occupation. It's just that season. And so I think if people know you and your consistency, and they also, in, in the practical ways, uh, know you in your being authentic. And so thus, they know who you are missionally. They know who you are value-wise. Uh, I think that they would understand the change of seasons. I mean, we here in our midst, we've had 16,000 people through our, our staff and et cetera, in the last almost 20 years uh, and so but we have great value for those people because we know who they are we know that they have value for the place of prayer and that they're doing it in the workplace they're doing it in the home as a stay-at-home mom and the examples you give and so I think um, that's why the authentic part of this in the modeling is so key yes I and I'm attentively paying attention to what you're saying especially in the aspect of um, being authentic. But in the natural, uh, people don't usually automatically connect the dot of how the first season differs from the second season and they're still authentic. That's where the next phase messaging comes in. The communication. The factor. communication of the consistent value behind two seemingly different expression mm -hmm. but there is a consistent value that that basically uh, join them together They're the same value that carry the 24 hours a week during an full-time intercessory missionary uh, season is the same value that mm -hmm. carries a marketplace person who start their day early in the morning in the prayer room but could only give 30 minutes on the work day and then an hour during the weekend Mm -hmm. And so all together is about four hour week, but it's the priority of prayer mm -hmm. at the break of dawn, and that is the value. The value hasn't changed, but the expression mm -hmm. has. Yes, you know, and then maybe the person will still pray the word of God, so the value hasn't changed, but then the expression has changed based on yeah. the context. 
So that's why I say the messaging is so key. And we will be exploring that in our subsequent podcasts of how we can effectively message after we effectively model. Thank you for joining us, Blair. And uh, we also want to thank you, our audience, for joining us. We will be discussing more in-depth uh, uh, discussion on how to effectively multiply leaders through effective messaging. Mm-hmm.